passion, purpose, and beliefs. All kind of heady stuff, right? That's what we're going to tackle on this episode of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast. This is John Jantz and my guest today is Tom Asaker. He writes and teaches about radically new practices and ideas for marketplace success and he is the author of several acclaimed books including the one we're going to talk about today the business of belief and i got to take a breath to read the subtitle <laughs> the world's best <laughs> marketers designers salespeople, coaches fundraisers educators entrepreneurs and other leaders get us to believe so after that mouthful uh, welcome tom thanks john it's great to be here so i i, I would I'm going to throw out what I believe is the the premise or the 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 leading thesis of the book, and feel free to correct me if I'm wrong. But but then also feel free to to expand uh, that we are, or at least our actions are dictated right or wrong by our beliefs. That's that's sort of the first assumption, isn't it? Absolutely. So uh, another assumption is that beliefs are nothing more than bona fide <laughs> assumptions. So I'm I'm guessing, or in fact, I do know that uh, the way the book is divided up into parts, uh, you spend a little time talking about how our beliefs uh, actually get us into some trouble, don't they? Um, well, they can. Yeah, I mean, it's it's really difficult for us to um, to do a full analysis of every one of our decisions as we move throughout the day. Uh, so. If we make decisions based on an impulsive assumption, uh, it may lead to a poor consequence in the long term. And yes, so the answer is yes. Well, well, I guess then you can flip that around. They're all our beliefs are also something that can propel us in the right direction too, right? I mean, and, and I think uh, I, you know, my audience is a lot of business owners, and I speak to them all the time. And and there are people, business owners, that have a belief that says, "Oh, I really." Uh, I, I'm only I'm doing about as much business as I'm you know supposed to do you know in my little business here, and then I have business owners that are saying no, I'm going to go ten times, and they believe they can. And I, either way, I think they're right, aren't they? No, no, you're absolutely right. I mean, belief, which is driven by our desires, is what creates our future. Um, whether it's through the choices we make uh, in the marketplace, or to your point, the choices we make uh, on what activities to pursue during today, during the day, what kind of investments to make uh, in our ideas, what type of people to search out uh, to to help us in our journeys. So all of that is driven by our beliefs, which are fueled by our desires. And, and it's really funny, you know. You go to the coffee shop in the morning, and they ask you, you know, how's your day going? And I always say, awesome. And and it's like it takes people off guard sometimes when you when you do that. And and I, you know, as Pollyanna as this sounds, I I often will just say, well, you know, it's a, it's just a choice. Um, but I think that uh, the point of that is that I think we've I think we sometimes because of our beliefs, because of our habits, uh, we forget that every, pretty much all of these are choices, aren't they? Every decision we make is a choice. But but it, it is it sort of becomes habit, and we no longer think that we're making a choice. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, there's there's a distinction that I make in the book between fate and destiny. Yeah. So fate fate is what happens to you, and your destiny is what you choose to do with what happens to you. So you're right. Our destiny is based on our choices. They they are what frame what happens in the future. And you, you spend a great – ultimately, I think you end up the, – the, I mean, I think people would characterize the book as a, a book that teaches, a, in some ways, a new form of leadership. But, but you start off, in, in my opinion at least, really talking about leading yourself, <laughs> um, you know, getting, out of, getting out of your – or at least uh, analyzing you know, what, 
your beliefs are and, and, and how they got you to where you are. I spend a lot of time trying to get marketers or small business owners to change their view of marketing. And uh, one of the things that you really did for me is crystallize this idea that I can't just tell them something new to do. I have to actually, if because ultimately I'm getting them, I'm trying to ask them to change their behavior. And right. you know, you really crystallize that idea for me that that I need to start working on their beliefs if I want to get them to change their behavior. Well, that's right. I mean, people are going to move in the direction of their desires, and they're going to do it if they feel comfortable in doing it. So if you can find out what their beliefs and desires are, then you can find a way to paint a picture and to bring that desire to life. I mean, I know you know this. It's a, it's a, a kind of an unconscious competency and a lot of times people don't see what's going on behind the curtains of our beliefs and of successes in the marketplace. But I watched, um, I watched your TEDx video online, and I mean, it was very inspiring. And I looked at it and I said, you know, it, it's the same lesson that I'm trying to teach, which is when you viscerally understand other people's beliefs and desires in their situations – then you can work to bring those desires to life. And that's what propelled that company that you mentioned to their success. Yeah, I, I, I think you're absolutely right. And they will, they will tell you, too. It was, it was like you know, a, a bolt of lightning uh, that, that changed how they even thought about their business. Um, I heard somebody one time say that, uh, and it was a, a speaker giving a talk about uh, taking your business to the next level and, and yeah, I think it's pretty popular now. I hear people talking about going ten times, uh, you know, really <laughs> thinking big. Um, and he made a made a statement that I thought was really interesting. He said, uh, "Unfortunately, I'm here to tell you that that if any of you want to actually do this, you're probably going to have to get a new set of friends." Uh, and I thought, "Wow, <laughs> that's probably true." But you know, and again, the the idea behind that was that that you know you're you're sort of mired in some of your false beliefs based on the people you hang out with, and uh, and that those are actually holding you back. Any, any thought on that? Well, I know I know for a fact that that's true, and I don't think it's it's you know that they're trying to hold you back. I think it's it's the nature of people to try to keep the people around them like them. Right. And, you know, it makes them comfortable. So it, it would be the same thing if, the, if a sheep started wandering away from the herd. The, all the other sheep would start buying, you know, where, where are you going? You're making a mistake. Come back here. <laughs> right. uh, and, you know, you can only listen to that advice, you know, even, even though it's well-intentioned. You can only hear that so much before it will start spinning in your head and you'll end up talking yourself out of it. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Yeah. Um, so one of the things you talk about is that you know a lot of times when people write a book, it's like, why at this moment are we talking about <laughs> belief and decisions? And one of the things I've heard you talk about is that uh, that the way we make decisions, the way people make decisions now, is drastically different than it was, say, fifty years ago. Yeah, that's well because the marketplace has has really changed in the last fifty years. I mean, we are now overwhelmed with choice uh, and the complexity of making those choices, we are inundated with information that is all conflicting. If you go out and look uh, at, at any review, you'll find as many five stars as one star reviews. Yep. Uh, we're very skeptical because we were raised with TV advertising and all kinds of claims that were never substantiated. So we look at every message that's sent to us from, from any authority figure. You know, we look at it with jaded eyes um, and, and that creates a mindset 
You know, we, we have a particular way of looking at the world now that is nothing like it was uh, back in much simpler times. Yeah, and, and you, you kind of wonder when you see people clinging to things that just seem so illogical um, that, you know, what, what's making that happen? I mean, look, look at what's going on in, in, you know, Washington these days. It just seems like uh, there, there are, are elected officials, for example, and I'm not trying to turn this into a political. <laughs> it, it, just, it just really, I think it illustrates your point. Um, there, there are elected officials that, that are so steadfast to one, you know, kind of core belief about the world, even though maybe 90% of their constituents don't have that, share that same belief in it. And, it, and it's, it's incredibly polarizing, I think. Yeah, well, if you don't have a vision of of what the future is, you'll you'll create one that'll make you feel good about how you evolve into it, right? Because we we all want to feel that when the future comes, we, our, our place in it is going to be significant and in control and and all of that. So unless a leader can paint a unifying vision, you know, and unfortunately, that's why you see things happen w- when there's war. Because that's that's the unifying cause that makes everybody say we need to win this so that we'll all be comfortable in the future. But but short of having that type of grand vision, you're right. People start looking at their life saying, I want it to turn out this way, so I'm going to lean towards these types of policies. You have uh, – let's turn uh, directly to the book. You There are th- – the book's a, a short read, I think uh, – I think I – Two, two sittings <laughs> um, <laughs> got through it, um, and, but you've broken it up into three segments. What's they know, um, what they do, and what you can do. So who is they, first off? Well, they is, is that, that long subtitle that you had to take a breath before you read, right? And so it's anyone that's trying to uh, influence our beliefs and our decisions and our behavior. And that's why I say marketers do that, designers, salespeople uh, educators, fundraisers, all of these people want us to take particular actions in our lives. And so th- that's the they. So what I try to show in that one segment of the book is this is what they know about how you make decisions. So, you know, I want you to be aware of that so that you can see it happening as it evolves. Not that it's a bad thing, but just be a, try to be more conscious. But, but can it be a bad thing? I mean, I mean sort of is it the 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 use of that knowledge uh, you know more than once people have used to manipulate uh, groups of people with um yeah i mean it's it's happened uh with devastating consequences or uh, you know in the past um i think we're 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 getting smarter but i don't i don't think we understand what what happens when we're we're driven by things like fear right uh, you know, that, that's when the, the whole rational thinking kind of shuts down and our impulsive feeling mind takes over. Now, the impulsive feeling mind taking over in routine decisions like I think I'll go have an, uh, a cola Slurpee, you know, it's, it's not going to kill you right now to have a cola Slurpee. Right. Now, if you had one every morning, if you let your impulsive feeling mind take over every morning, it might have a consequence over time. Yeah. So just try, I'm just trying to help people not be totally conscious because that's, it's impossible. You, your, your brain would blow up if you tried to do that. But to just be more thoughtful in decisions that are going to impact you, your health, your family, your business, the world, your neighbors, just be a little bit more conscious of those decisions. 
Well, I, you know, that's perfect segue to this uh, quote. I pulled a, there are a couple of great quotes in this book. Uh, some, some directly were yours, and and some, you know, you pull a lot of other uh, people in to help illustrate your points. But uh, uh, I spend a lot of time talking about writing about this idea of purpose in 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 business and in life. And and I love this quote. Your life's pr- this is from, from directly from the book. Your life's purpose is the uh, quality of your life's experience. Living life with passion is following your passion. Uh, I just really. Uh, I think that speaks volumes, and it's probably a message that people need to really hear. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, somehow I don't know when it happened, but we we became confused, and we and we were led to believe uh, I don't know where from media, writings, movies that there was some ultimate purpose, and if we could just find what it is, then we could become passionate with our lives. Instead of looking at our life and saying, okay, we're living in this moment, our purpose is to be passionate in that moment. I mean, if if we're sweeping the driveway, sweep the driveway the best way you can sweep the driveway. Be fully present and sweep it. And I think if you live life that way, uh, you know, you sleep well at night. Yeah, and I think a lot of people get really hung up. I mean, I've been guilty of this, of of, searching for purpose or or trying to find something I'm passionate about and I th- and I think that, that you really let I think this lets people off the hook in some ways to say no it's it's not the search for that you're not going to find that thing you you just have to be that thing well and I, you know what and I like that metaphor I, I think people are on a hook when they're sitting waiting for something in order to start living fully right so I'm glad that we let them off the hook because now they can live <laughs> so um you, Ultimately, I think the book ends up, for me at least, uh, being a, a book that also teaches a lesson f- for business people, management, you know, whatever role you, educators, whatever role you, you play, um, th- th- there's a very strong message about how to be a better leader. You want to you wanna talk a little bit about uh, kind of this form of leadership that, that really comes from this? Well, I mean, if you think about the word leadership, Right. I mean, the root of it is is from like a voyage. You're going someplace to a to a different state of mind, a, a different environment, a better life. So, if somebody calls themselves a leader, then what they need to do is they need to understand where people are now. They need to know where people want to go, and then they have to help them get there step by step, uh, as opposed to. I know where you want to go, so let me tell you that this is where you need to go. And now, do you understand what I just said? Okay, and then what happens is these people get frustrated, saying, I don't get people. They don't understand. I mean, I don't know how many different ways I have to say this. And that's not how you move people mentally and physically. You move them by inspiring them so that internally they have motivation to move along the path to that new destination. So that, that's, why, that's why I say marketers, business leaders, they are leaders by definition because they're hoping people will change their behavior so that they achieve a new state of mind, a better life, you know, whatever it is, through the value that those people provide in the marketplace. 
Well, and, and I think that um, it, it circles back to the uh, the initial idea of the book. I think I think that we as leaders, or anybody that calls himself a leader, I think one of the one of the kind of master skills now is is to really have this uh, empathy for this idea of of you know, people who are essentially a combination of their beliefs and and. You know, I, th- I think even having that appreciation uh, might actually make somebody a better leader. I think so. I think what it'll do is start to end some of the frustration around why people aren't behaving or doing what seems obvious to you. See, that, that's, that's the whole frustration that yeah. we see. It's yeah. like, well, wait a minute. If I have this thing that's better, then why aren't people doing it? And, and that creates frustration, it, it ill-advised uh, spending, uh, just all kinds of behaviors that are really not good for the business or the organization. And once you understand, oh, no, 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 wait a minute, I'm taking people on a trip. Maybe I haven't brought the trip to life yeah. in a way that inspires them to move along and go on this trip with us. So it's mu- this is a mutual endeavor. It, it isn't, if I can use some kind of fancy wording, I can persuade someone to do something. That's, that's not the art of leadership and influence today. It's changed. Yeah, I think you used the the probably a better word that that idea of inspiring people to want to go on this journey with you. I I uh, my last book was called The Commitment Engine and uh really the the entire middle segment of that was it's not enough for you to be committed, you've got to find a way to get other people that, that want to want to go on that journey too and and I think it is uh the inspiring them and again not not by, you know, fiery rhetoric but just by giving them some a story even that that is something they want to join. That's right. That's right. And you know what, John? That's hard work. It is. It is. It's a lot it, it's easier hard to work. tell somebody, do what I, do what I told you and, <laughs> and go, go in the exactly. next room. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, the, I'm gonna, I want to end today with uh, another awesome uh, quote from uh, Buckminster Fuller. And I think maybe you actually had a couple of, um, from him. But you never change something by fighting the existing reality. Uh, you build a new model. I think that there's probably... That's, that's probably some of the best advice a business owner could 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 hear because I, I see so many that that just you know they want to increase sales by just working a little harder doing the same thing and and I think that well you can apply that that idea of building a new model or looking at something in a completely new way uh, to so many things. Well, yeah, and I, and you know what, I, and I think the key is to understand that. What happens in our life is a result of, the, of how we've designed it, whether it's our organization, our family life, our government. It's the design of these organizations and these groups that dictate the results. So if you don't like the results you're getting, don't, don't fault the individuals. Figure out how to change the design, and then the behavior will, will adapt to the new design. Expand on that idea of design just a little bit, because uh, I think that uh, maybe you could clarify that a little. I think some people might be thinking, how, how do what you know? What's a design of a family or a design of a of a business? Well, the design the design it, uh, are the behaviors, the current behaviors that that people are routinely doing over and over, and the only way to get people to create new behaviors is is like we talked about earlier, is to create a new vision. And a new way of moving to that new vision. Uh, and if you don't change that, then everything will kind of will stay where it is. It, it might tweak slightly, but people are going to be making decisions based on self-interest generally. I mean, when Steve Jobs came, came back in and took over Apple, 
mean, the first thing he did was just eliminated all kinds of projects. Right. I didn't ask everybody's opinion. Right. He, he asked them what they thought the most important ones were, but then he cut them off because he knew that he needed people to focus that, you know, that in order to believe you, your mind has to focus on something. So he changed ultimately the design of the business by restricting what people were, could work on. And once that happened, everything started changing. Yeah, I, um, I, I get asked, and again, because I, I write about this some, uh, you know, companies will frequently ask me, you know, how do we, how do we change the culture um, here? And, and boy, I, I have, uh, I've never seen anybody successfully change a culture of an existing culture of a business without making a pretty radical change because it, it's just next to impossible to come in and say, okay, here's a couple new policies that are going to make everybody uh, believe now. Well, you see, the policies don't change the behavior. So, so if you can change the design of the business, which will force a change in the behavior, then the culture comes along for a ride. So you don't, you don't change the culture first. You change how the business operates, and then the culture evolves into that new way of being. I mean, it's, it's like anything you do, right? If, you, if, you start, if all of a sudden you started going to the gym, so you can say to yourself, Okay, John, here's what I want you to do. I want you to change your mindset. And then once you get your mind changed, then let's get you to the gym. I say, no, what we're going to do is get you up every morning and get you to the gym. I guarantee you in a month, your mind will change. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the key. Absolutely. So the business of belief, I know that uh, people can, obviously can buy it anywhere. Uh, you write at uh, – um, a cleareye.com. Is, is there a site just for the book itself? I can't remember. Uh, you can go to thebusinessofbelief.com. Okay. We'll take you right to it. Um, yeah, it's uh, – listen, I tried to write this book so that busy business owners could not rationalize away reading it. It's short – it's fun. It's interesting. Little stories throughout. Yeah, I really, um, uh, I, I, I like the design where you, you kind of give a lesson talking about an idea and then you have, I don't know what you would call that, but you know, in some cases they were almost uh, poems <laughs> that, that would follow in, in, uh, almost every section, uh, uh, that would be a very, very quick read that was visually, uh, uh quick to scan. Yeah. Listen, I'm trying to do the same thing you're trying to do, right? Which is yep. to have an effect. To, to try to to try to do something that actually changes what people do. So, I mean, if anybody has any feedback, has any questions, I mean, I'm available. Just uh, go to my website and shoot me an email or pick up the phone. My phone number's on there. And uh, I just I just want to help Good. like you. I, 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 I get a lot out of helping. Awesome. Tom, thanks so much for joining me. I uh, really enjoyed the book. Uh, in fact, it... Uh, it, it had me go out and get a couple of your other ones uh, as, as well that I'm, in, I'm enjoying, and uh, hopefully uh, we'll bump into each other out there on the road someday. Well, that'd be great. Thank you very much, John, for having me.